Just Our Real Estate, episode number 326. I'm kind of a quote junkie. And one that I really like is, if you don't know where you're going, any road can take you there. So figure out where you want to go and take the appropriate path. Yeah, totally. We should have a show where we just like say quotes about about yeah, the business, right? Bombs. Yeah, just just quote bomb the whole <laughs> thing. It'll be awesome. All right, guys, thank you for joining me here on Just Our Real Estate. I am so excited to have you here today. I'm excited to be with you. And uh, man, I just can't tell you how appreciative I am that you have chosen to spend time with me. There's a lot of ways that you can be productive and a lot of things you can do with your time. And the fact that you're choosing to spend part of your day with me means a lot to me. And I definitely do not take it for granted. I am really excited also to bring this episode to you today. It's a good one. I really think you're going to love it. And the name of the game here is to deliver really great information, stuff that you can take action on, stuff that you can apply to your business and really utilize to get you to where you want to be in your real estate business. And I think we've accomplished that today. Before we get started though, I wanna talk about a company that I am super excited about. This is like the greatest find of the 21st century in my business. Uh, these guys have been respon directly responsible for a real spike in, in my sales and my bottom line. The company I'm talking about it is uh, AdWords Nerds. And these guys are awesome. Dan Barrett runs the company and just a super cool guy. I mean, I, I think we're almost like, I, I think we're friends. I hope we're friends. We're getting to be friends. He is helping me just explode my business. These guys are the only fully certified Google partners that work expressly and exclusively with real estate investors like you and me. Um, the, it's just, they're, they're amazing. They're a proprietary in-house AdWords system and they work just with real estate guys, you know, like, like we are. And I can tell you from my business, I, uh, I'm working with Dan and, and I basically have hired him to help me find motivated sellers in my market, right? When people type in, sell my house fast or whatever, uh, it's Dan's job to make sure that my website comes up on top. And let me tell you, they do. Month one, we we it was directly responsible for tens of thousands of dollars worth of business in my company. Month one, they're an A plus rated Better Business Bureau company, and it's just they're a hundred percent transparent, super client focused. I mean, Dan is like the best guy ever, and I'm telling you, the results are nothing short of amazing. They don't lock you into a long term contract, it's month to month, so you're free to leave at any time, and exclusively for you guys, my listeners. They will give you an hour of coaching time, which is normally $297. That's what they charge for an hour of consultation. They are going to give you that for free. You cannot, you, you can't not do that. Go check them out, guys. It's adwordsnerds.com forward slash Mike, or you can go to juststartrealestate.com on the right hand side click on the AdWords Nerds banner. It'll take you to their site. You'll get that exclusive hour of, of coaching time and consultation absolutely free. 
I know once you talk to these guys, you are going to decide just like I did. You have to have this in your business, guys. People are searching the internet, looking for you more and more every single day. And if you're not there for them, they're going to go to the guy who is hiring Dan to run their AdWords campaign. You don't want to lose out on that business. You certainly don't want to miss out on the opportunity to explode your business like I have. Go check them out, adwordsnerds.com forward slash Mike, or go to Just Our Real Estate, click on the AdWords Nerds banner. They'll take you right there. You are going to thank me. Okay, let's get into the show. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Welcome to Just Our Real Estate. I'm excited to be here. I should say I'm excited to be back because I know it's been a little while, but I promise you now we've got some shows scheduled. It is going to come out more regularly, and I'm excited to do that. And I thought I would kind of kick off the festivities and have on uh, somebody that's been on the show before, my business partner, Mike Cowper. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing really well, Mike. How about you? I'm doing fine. So most of you know Mike, but in a nutshell, uh, Mike and I own uh, our company together. Uh, I met Mike uh, about a, a couple years ago now. It's almost been two years now. Um, and it kind of came out as a, in a sales capacity, and then he's just an absolute killer and blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, we're partners, and uh, our business has been growing like crazy, and and it's just been a lot of fun, and it's changed quite a bit, right? When I started the podcast, I was pure flipper, and now there's been this this metamorphosis, and, and I'm a pure wholesaler, Mike and I, with our, our company. So that there's a lot to bring to you in terms of why did I, why did I switch, and, and what does our company look like, and what are we doing, and how are we finding success? And I thought what we would do is a couple times a month, Mike and I get on here and just talk about our business or talk about the business in general. We're doing also a lot of coaching nowadays, and that's been a blast. And what I'm finding is, uh, as I'm as I'm coaching more and more, and Mike and I are talking to these students, is some of the same questions come up and some of the same, um, you know, confusions about about how to build a company if you're a flipper or how to build a company if you're a wholesaler come up. And Mike and I have been pretty successful in helping people navigate those waters and know what they should be doing to start that kind of business, or maybe which one suits them better. And I think there's some misconceptions about what it takes to run each type of company. Wouldn't you agree that that people are kind of come into it a little bit confused? Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And, and the analogy that I always kind of throw out inevitably, because most people come in thinking they want to do a flipping and a wholesaling business at the same time, but essentially, you can't chase two rabbits and be successful. So we try to direct the people based on what they're personal goals, personal experiences, and personality types look like because how you build a flipping business and how you build a wholesaling business are completely separate. There's a lot of overlap and things that can marry up and, and kind of overlap, but ultimately, depending on what your goal is, you, you've got to have a clear understanding of what the end path is going to look like so you can course correct and, and take the proper steps to get to that you know identity and where you're going to be a successful business person. Yeah, I totally agree. And and I really wouldn't have known this, you know, four, five, six years ago when I was flipping. It seems logical that I'm going to be a, a real estate investor, right? A real estate investor can do whatever they want. We can flip, we can wholesale. And that, while that might be true, and we kind of tell people, if you want to flip one or two properties next year and maybe wholesale one or two, sure, you can do both, no problem. But if you really want to, uh, to build a business that is predictable, right? That's what we all want. We don't want to not know what we can expect to make month to month and, and, and throughout the year. So if you want to build a predictable, reliable, stable company, 
it's difficult to try to do them both at the same time. And Mike and I both know a lot of successful house flippers and and successful wholesalers. And I don't know any of them that built their companies from the beginning in in parallel, right? At the exact same simultaneously. In other words, um, most people start off as a house flipper and then they, they kind of build a wholesaling arm out or they start as a wholesaler or a landlord and then they build a flipping arm out at some point. The reason why it's difficult, again, I'm, I'm talking not necessarily on the first flip or the first wholesale, but as you grow and you start going from one or two deals a month to five or six and beyond, you have to focus, right? And the, the business itself, the structure of it looks a little bit different. So let's break it down a little bit, Mike. Let's talk about maybe at first, let's start with um, with flipping, right? <clears throat> to build a successful flipping business. And now I'm talking, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, right? And there's a lot of things that everybody's got a different situations. Some people have a lot of money, some people a lot of time, some people have both, some people have neither. But the structure of the business, the, the, what you need in order to run a flipping business looks a little different than a wholesaling company. So let's talk first about a flipping business. If somebody came to us and said, I want to start a flipping company, right? From ground up, from scratch. And let's just say they don't have a lot of money, right? It's very small budget, not a lot, maybe maybe 500 bucks a month that they can contribute to it. And but they have time. What what would we tell them? What do you think would be you know, the way they should go about a business uh, as a flipper? Well, I mean, the first start of any business is lead generation, right? So you've got to have deals to evaluate and potentially put under contract that you can potentially make a profit on. So being able to identify and accumulate leads, no matter which route you decide to go and and how you gather those leads are going to be vastly different. So as a flipper, you don't necessarily need to have hundreds upon hundreds of leads coming into you all the time. So you can vet those out, get them at a discounted rate and then sell the contract. You need enough that you can manage within your pipeline and maybe even a few extra so you can maybe push yourself to grow. And if you get a few extra, that's where you know some of the answer creative things that you can do to come up with, maybe get some extra revenue by wholesaling one or two off, but that's not your primary business model. So what we advise most people to do is the free to time-consuming routes of finding those leads. So networking, going to these RIA groups, finding your local wholesalers whose job it is to find deals or finding some of these new and upcoming real estate agents or people that don't have a huge book of business, but they want to start earning. So they're trying to find people. We advise most of our people to try and get 50 to 100 offers in a week on the MLS. And that's trying to building and training an army of agents who can identify what a deal looks like to you submit that offer on your behalf. And then you only look at it really once you have an accepted offer, you have some sort of negotiation in place, then you can really dig deep into the numbers. And then the last few that I could think of off the top of my head, you know, going on Zillow, looking for different opportunities there, going on Craigslist, you know, going on some of the different Facebook, social media stuff that might have some opportunities on there. But those are free, essentially. Yeah. And that can get you started. Yeah. So the idea, I think what you're saying here is, is leads is the name of the game for sure, right? As a house flipper, though, like a, a wholesaler needs tons and tons of leads, right? Hundreds and hundreds a month. A house flipper doesn't need that many. You can only buy so many, especially as a, as a new house flipper, right? You might only be able to do one at a time at first. Maybe that's just your capacity. In a short period of time, we would you know, think that we're going to build out a team that would allow you to do more. But really, initially, you need a couple of good leads, you know, really good ones, which it's a numbers game, right? So a couple of good leads means that you you generate, you know, maybe dozens of, of decent leads. And then it boils down to one that maybe gets accepted. Um, but you don't need hundreds and hundreds. You need dozens and dozens, really. It's kind of that's the difference. And then, you know, from there, you don't need uh, 
a, a big team up front, right? You don't necessarily need a lot of people answering phones and going out on appointments, right? For a house flipper, you like you said, you go you go to Zillow, you go to Craigslist, you go to Trulia, you, you know, you talk to a realtor and have them help you make offers, and those leads come in. Something gets accepted. Now you need a back end built out, right? You need maybe. An administrative person that can help you, uh, especially if you're working full time at the time, uh, turning on utilities and making sure the insurance is being being purchased for the property. You need project manager, right? That's the big one. You need someone who's overseeing these flips. You should be there as the property, as the the uh, owner of the of the uh, of the business. But ultimately, we're we help people build businesses. We don't help people create jobs for themselves. That's just not what we do. So. Eventually, and in the short term, you're going to need someone managing these properties, and and that's going to be really the majority of of the of your um, of your business is going to be like this admin and and like a project manager that's helping you out in the field, and then ultimately you you know you, you're continuing to find leads week in and week out, and then as a as a flipper, the other big activity that never should stop is. Um, trying to raise money, right? You can use hard money, but it's they don't call it hard money for no reason, right? It's hard to make a lot of money when you use hard money. Um, <laughs> private money is is really where you want to be, right? Private money is the wild, wild west. It, it, the the terms are whatever you agree upon, uh, interest rates, uh, profit splits, whatever. But the the point being, you always, always, always should be trying to raise money as a house flipper because you'll never have enough money as you grow, right? If you just want to do a couple flips a year, absolutely fine. I would probably just go ahead and use hard money or try to find one uh, private investor that can kind of help me through that. But again, to build a business, you're constantly raising money. And then you might say, well, what if I raise too much, right? If you raise, quote, too much, I don't know if there's ever too much, but if you do raise too much, then you go back and try to find better money, right? What does better money mean? Better money is cheaper money. So if you're paying an interest rate and you're paying someone 15% for their money and you're doing flips, that's great. And and you keep raising and now you have more money available to you than you have deals. Go out and try to renegotiate those terms or find other investors that will give you lower rates or just, you know, more attractive terms in, in one way or another. So, yeah. And don't be scared of raising money. It's not going out there knocking on everybody's door and demanding people fund your deals. Essentially, what it's where we find probably the most success is just talking about what you're doing as a business, sharing it with people, showing them before and after photos, showing them the properties that you're looking at, sharing with them your, your numbers. You know, here's what we did. Here's the investment that we paid back to our other investor. You don't have to be real aggressive about it. And, and kind of a softball way of getting people to talk about it is if, you know, if you're at a family event or a friend event, you're just talking about what you're doing and say, you don't know anybody else you know, that, that you know, would be interested in doing that, would you? So you're not asking them, you're asking if they know anybody. And then sometimes they go, well, I'd actually be interested in that. So it, it doesn't have to be a hard sell to people. Just talk about it long enough and, and often enough. And eventually people are going to get tired of that half a percent of interest that they have in their, their bank accounts that they're getting for saving it. Yeah. So again, uh, with the flipping side of it, right? A handful of leads, you know, you need a couple of good ones, maybe a few to pop a month in the beginning. And then you need a back end built out, right? You need the contractors. You need to be able to sell this property at the end, you know, all that good stuff. So, so let's, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I actually forgot about this part. And this is part I think is valuable. That person that's putting those offers in for you, what we recommend everybody do is you tell them if they get you the deal, they get the listing on the back end once you've flipped it. That way they get double commissions. They're working for two commissions. And if you can keep ramming that model and keep ramping it up and scaling it, 
they're going to potentially be really incentivized by you, not on the front end, but also the back end. So they're getting two commissions every deal they get under contract. Yeah, absolutely. It's a win-win, and there has to be a reason for someone to put in a lot of low offers, and that's exactly it. Um, like Mike said, you know, it's not going to typically be the, the top producing realtor in your city. It's going to be a newer investor, somebody who doesn't have a lot of clients right now, who's willing to work a little hard, put a little bit more effort in in the beginning to realize two commissions right on every single property. And the, you know, the beauty of it is, as an investor, you're a repeat customer. You're not a one-time, once-in-a-lifetime, buy a house, never hear from me again, you're going to be buying deals over and over again and hopefully creating that business that we're talking about. So as a as a as a flipper again, not not as many leads necessary, maybe maybe one or two people on your team, you know, for the foreseeable future. Uh, I know our friend Justin Williams flips 100 properties and he has really one main person who has, I think, a couple of admins maybe, but really just one main person who does the majority of the work. And she manages the contractors and, and kind of does all that. So it's sort of a lean business model, I think. I think people, it's counterintuitive to think that the flipping side would be lean, but it, it really is, right? You only need as many contractors to scale up is business you have. And honestly, you can do dozens of, of properties a year with one contractor, right? It's just when you start getting maybe over that you know, 60 to 80 to 100 that you're going to need maybe two or three different crews working for you. But it's a fairly lean business model. You need money and you need a handful of decent leads a month. That's really what you need, right? So let's flip over to wholesaling, which we know very well, right? I mean, I used to be a flipper, but now I'm a wholesaler. So the wholesaling model is a little different. And I think it surprises people what it might take to build a bigger wholesaling business because you know a lot of people think of wholesaling as a stepping stone right it's you, you wholesale of course you wholesale it's the first thing you do newbies and wholesale you wholesale until you make <laughs> enough money to to get into the big leagues right with the big shots and, and you start flipping or become a big landlorder so mike and i take a different approach right and a lot of people that that we know in this industry take a different approach we created a wholesale business on purpose with the intent of keeping it a wholesale business. We don't have aspirations <laughs> of, of, of maturing into a flipper because uh, I don't think that's a maturation in some cases. I think it's it's a step back for us, but we're building a wholesaling business. So what does it take? Let's let's talk about the just, you know, the the, the, the construct, like what's the business, the framework of a, of a wholesaling company look like? Well, to your point, the, the flipping end looks like it's more back end, right? Once you get the lead, then that's where most of the work comes in. With wholesaling, your work is finding those leads and getting them under contract. So the way our business model looks and the ones we've modeled out after that have been the most successful is you have to build a team. And it's a larger team than you expect because there are such a high volume, if you're building a scalable business, of leads that come in to you. So you have to keep give each one of those leads the proper attention and each stage of the game. So you send out mail or you do some different types of ways of generating leads that can be online resources. It could be um, bandit signs, quote unquote, if they're legal in your area um, or if you get permission, <laughs> but um, you're, you're generating leads. So someone's got to manage those leads. And we have currently two phone people. Doesn't mean you have to have that right away, but you have to have someone that has to answer the phones and we prefer from advice from you know some very successful people that you answer it live. We didn't do that right away. We called them back within five or 10 minutes, but don't let those leads sit. You got to call them back. You've got to get in touch with them quickly because there's other people that are trying to earn their business and buy their house. So usually the first one, firstest, first one there is the most successful and, and you have that leverage point. So you get a person on the phone, then you have to have someone that goes out there if that's your model, I know there's some virtual wholesalers out there. I believe with every part of my being that if I go there in person, I will beat every virtual wholesaler on this planet. Yeah, definitely. But um, you know that that can be debated. But we have a person that goes out there and 
meets with the person, has that personal touch, gets to walk through that home with that person, understand their situation, and ultimately negotiate a price that not only a flipper or a landlord is going to like, but at a price that we can make money on selling them that contract. After we get under contract, that's when it starts kind of diverging a hair. We have a closing coordinator that starts running the title work and starting to get the paperwork and documents to go to close, make sure there's clear title, make sure we can get everything going smoothly. If there's any hiccups, she helps work through that. And then we also have a dispositions person. That person sells that contract to our buyers, helps walk people through, show it to them, creates the marketing piece to advertise it in a way that people can quickly and concisely see what's relevant. And then if they want to dig deeper, they can expand on that, go and look at pictures, look at stats that we have available. We try to do a video walkthrough and then ultimately go to close. We sell our contract, we get paid. So it's more front end than it is back end. And part of the reason I think we like it, and it kind of goes into the the trait aspect of of personality types, we don't like dealing with variables that we don't control. And, And we control most aspects of the business when we generate the leads and get it to a closing. We don't have to worry about appraisers. We don't have to worry about homeowners who might or might not like certain areas or aspects or things like that. We're dealing with investors who deal with numbers and they can fix a kitchen. They can fix a paint color. We can't fix an appraisal and we don't have to as a wholesaler. But we might leave some extra money on the table. Well, actually, we do leave money on the table because that's why we do it to you know sell it for other people to make a profit as well, who are maybe better suited and have a better personality type for that. So now that I rambled on, uh, do you want to dig into <laughs> no, no. any of that? <laughs> That's okay. No, you're doing great. Um, so yeah, really, you know, wholesaling is a little bit more transactional, right? There's a lot more transactions happening. It's, you know, people go, well, you know, as a flipper, you make so much more money, and yeah, you do make more money theoretically, right? The profits that you build in, and depending on your area, right? You may laugh if you're in California, but here in Michigan, you know, an average an average flip profit is twenty twenty to twenty five thousand dollars, right? That's that's pretty normal. So most people think, okay, the flipper makes twenty to twenty five, so the wholesaler probably makes you know like two or three, right? I don't want to make two or three. I want to make twenty five. Well, that really depends. It depends on your model, right? I mean. You should be you should be like just like a good house flipper. You should always be trying to push your profits up, maximize your profits while still servicing your client, which for us is the the investor buyer, right? The person who's going to flip it or the person who's going to be the landlord. So that is always the challenge with wholesaling, right? Is to get the most out of the deal, but still make the deal attractive to to your buyers. But like Mike said, it's all front end loaded when you're a wholesaler. Uh, all the work is, you know, now you don't need dozens of leads like we talked about for the flipper. You need hundreds of leads if you're going to, you know, run kind of a bigger organization. In the beginning, maybe you do need dozens, right, to, to try to flip one or two properties. I'm sorry, to wholesale one or two properties a month. But if you're going to try to build this into a four, five, six, ten properties a month that you're wholesaling, you need to generate massive leads. So all those leads coming in cost you money and you need to be able to take care of those leads responsibly. So you need people answering the phones and and you can use a, a voicemail system, right? Where people call in, they leave a voicemail. Hey, I got your, your mail piece in the mail. I want to talk to you about selling my house. Then your phone person gets that message and calls them back. We did that for a long time. It works just fine. We have found and we believe that live answer is better for the same reason that Mike kind of said he'll kill any and well, not kill, but he'll beat any <laughs> any virtual wholesaler if he gets him in person. By the same token, if you have somebody who's who's got three cards that they received in the mail about buying their house and they're going down and calling them each, the person who answers live is going to get that appointment. The person who answers live is going to get in front of them and the person who gets in front of them usually wins the contract, right? So that's that's how we do it. But somebody has to answer those calls. You have to manage those things responsibly. And then if you have hundreds of leads coming in and you have phone people answering those calls, they're going to be making a lot of appointments. So you need acquisition. We call them acquisitions. You can call them sales, whatever. 
whatever, people who go out and talk to the the sellers who've called in and and try to get those contracts. So it's there's a lot of upfront work, right, to get these um, to get these houses under contract. And you have to really the thing about wholesaling that people tend to overlook is if you do it as a new as a new investor, right? it sort of puts you at a disadvantage because you really have to know how to look at these properties like a flipper and you have to know how to look at them like uh, a landlord because that's who you're selling to. If you don't know how your clients view your product, how do you ever make it attractive to them? How do you ever know how to price anything? If you've never flipped a house, how do you know what it's going to take to renovate it? And if you don't know what it takes to renovate it, how are you going to know how to price that property when you present it to your investors to purchase, right? So I believe that wholesaling, it's its kind of the way people think about it, it's almost backward, right? You're a better wholesaler when you've been a landlord and a house flipper because you understand their world. You know how to price things out. You're more, you can talk a little bit more intelligently. If you start out as a wholesaler, you you don't even know if you have a deal if you don't know how to run those calculations, right? And there's a lot of wholesalers out there that that put out deals that aren't really deals. They don't know the renovations and you know all that good stuff. So <clears throat> all that upfront work means in the beginning, you're probably going to have a team of at least two or three people. And as you grow, that's going to probably turn into eight to 10 to 12 people as you because like Mike said, we have two phone people, right? So we have two acquisitions people. So as you grow, you have to start doubling up on certain positions. But you know, you're going to have a base of like five or six people that's going to probably grow into 10 to 12 people as you grow your business. So it's a bigger team. There's more people management, there's more quote, HR issues, I guess, with more people. Um, And it's more transactional, right? Mike and I like dealing with investors, we like having things coming in and out quickly, it sort of protects you from market fluctuation to an extent, because you don't hold properties very long, a whole Sailor, get a property under contract. In theory, they sell that contract and you go to closing three to four weeks later. A flipper buys a property and and by the time they renovate and sell it, they might have held this property for four to six months, right? So the market can have a bigger influence, good and bad, on their end, end profits. And to really highlight the basic core skill set required for both flipping and and wholesaling is kind of different. Like a flipper is going to be more of a project manager where a wholesaler has to have more sales skills because you're selling them on selling their house at a lower price. You're selling an investor on a certain price property and you can justify that. So there's a lot more negotiation involved on the wholesale side than necessarily working through an entire project and coordinating people other than coordinating people on your team. Whereas the flipping, you're more managing a project of bringing it from junk to very nice and then selling it. But you're usually selling through an agent. So it kind of takes that sales portion out of it. So those are kind of more of the core personality traits, I think, that that go with the, the two different investing strategies. Yeah. And if you're the kind of person that likes to take something ugly and make it pretty, flipping might be for you, right? Because you don't do that with wholesaling. You might take something ugly and you sell it when it's still ugly right? to the investor. He's going to make it or she's going to make it pretty. So that is a, a, a big difference. And then one of the other myths I think about wholesaling, and it kind of drives me nuts a little bit, is that it doesn't cost, it doesn't take any money to wholesale, right? If you don't have any money, you can be a wholesaler. But if you're a flipper, you need money. It's actually quite the opposite. As a house flipper, there are a lot of uh, uh, resources out there that will fund deals for you, right? Uh, hard money loans, we talked about that, right? Hard money uh, lenders will lend anywhere from 75 to 100% of of, um, of the value of the house, right? They can fund the whole thing sometimes. You have just private, go online. Yeah, just <laughs> go online, man. There's gap funding companies that if they don't fund all of it, there's gap funders that will fund what they don't fund. Private investors 
typically you negotiate them purchasing and in and, and putting up the money for the renovation. So I, as a house flipper, I, my first deal, I put in my own money for renovations. I got a mortgage for the cost of the house. And from that point forward, I never spent a dime on my own money, right? For years, never spent a dime on my own money. As a wholesaler, though, they say you don't need money to be a wholesaler. It's true in a way when you get the contract. Once you have the contract, if you wholesale it to another investor, you don't need money to do that. You make money without, without spending money. However, what people don't tell you, right? This is behind the scenes little secret. shouldn't be, but it is. It costs money to generate leads. Those leads just don't come and, and knock on your door and, and start calling you out of the clear blue. You send out postcards or yellow letters or use pay-per-click or whatever you're doing. But usually to get that going and to have any level of success, you're spending two to three to five thousand dollars a month to generate the leads that are coming in that you're eventually hopefully going to get under contract. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, you're, you're spending your time, which is worth something as well, right? You can hustle up leads, knocking on doors, cold calling people off of Craigslist and all the other, you know, social areas. But Mike's right. You know, there, there's no cost associated with buying or selling the actual home, but there's costs associated, whether it be time or your actual money. And to be completely honest, the best way to get the most consistent leads is to spend money probably on postcards. It's the most tried and true method out there. And, and, you know, if someone is considering doing this, Make sure you have a runway of at least, I'd say, what, three months because you're not sure if it's going to spike. So if you're going to go about it, make sure you have three months that you can consistently send it out every single week. So if you're going that route, be cautious and be ready for that expense and then be ready to handle the leads when they come in. Yeah. And if you think we're wrong, find a wholesaler that you know legitimately is doing more than three deals a month and and find out what they're what they're spending to get those three leads. I guarantee it's not all free. They're paying for some of those leads. And, and like Mike said, you can spend your time. You can do that, right? You can go on Craigslist and Zillow and you can go driving for dollars. And don't get me wrong. There's ways that you can do it without spending money. They're less predictable. They're less and they're less effective, right? So from this point forward, let's just assume all my podcasts going forward, unless I say otherwise, I'm talking about building a, a company right now, right? Not saying, you know, by the end of the year, I want to be doing one deal a month, right? If that's the case, totally different mindset. We're sort of what Mike and I are engaged in right now and what we are, are doing successfully in coaching people. We're coaching people that want to build a business and they have, you know, fairly lofty goals by the end of the year, right? They want to be doing four or five or six or 10 flips or wholesales a month, right? So that's more of an aggressive model. If you want to, you know, if they say a blind squirrel will find a nut, you know, once in a while, it's not exactly the quote, but whatever, even a, <laughs> even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while, whatever it is, I don't know. I don't know the quote, but you can do that, right? There's, there's, there's wholesalers and flippers for that matter out there who just sort of use the philosophy of, ah, I'll just, you know, network and, and talk to people and I'll, I'll find something eventually. You will, but that's not predictable, right? Mike and I use metrics in our company. Like we, we, we know how many leads have to come in for us to get appointments and how many appointments it takes to get a contract and uh, what our average contract price is and what it takes, what it costs us, you know, financially to actually get a contract and to, and to close a deal. So all these things, if you're looking at these metrics, if we call them KPIs, right? Key performance indicators. If you're looking at these and sort of working them, you know, backward, like reverse engineering the numbers, it sort of tells you if you have a goal and you have a little bit of a track record where you can look at those numbers, whatever your goal is, just work the numbers backward. It'll tell you how many leads need to come in, how many how many appointments you need to go on, how many contracts you have to get, right? So that's sort of how we built our business from from where it was to where it is. And we'll definitely talk about that in, in the weeks coming forward. So I don't want to talk too much about our business right now. But so 
if you're trying to decide, <clears throat> I want to be a, an investor, right? I don't know what I want to do. I don't have, maybe I don't have any any financial resources, right? But I, I've got time and I'm a good poor people manager and I like taking ugly things and making them pretty. No doubt about it. You're you're better set up to be a flipper, right? But if you say, listen, I'm, I'm impatient. I don't really want to deal with, with appraisers and homeowners and realtors. And, you know, I like money in, money out really fast. And oh, by the way, I have three to four months of, of you know, money that I can spend on advertising and, and getting leads to come into my company. You might be better set up to be a wholesaler, right? Just remember, as a wholesaler, you're going to end up managing more people in the end. And again, this is this is at a higher level, right? I'm not talking about day one, but if you really want to have a business that that brings in, you know, very reliable, predictable, and good money, you're going to eventually need to hire, you know, three to five people as a core, and then grow from there as you go. But if that's if you're more transactional and money in, money out, I don't want to wait, I don't want the market to affect me too much. And I have a little bit of money to spend for the first three or four months. um, Wholesaling might be better for you might be you might be better set up to do that, right? So just think about it, and, and when you get started, like we said, if you're if you're bringing on these phone people and acquisitions people and closing coordinators, like we have, that's not the business that you run if you're trying to flip properties, right? You need back end work, you need uh, contractors and, and people like that on the back end. So um, both can be done. Don't get me wrong. I'm just probably people right now screaming at their radio or at their car or whatever they're listening to. I I do both. You can do both. Yeah, you can, right? But. To be really successful as a beginner, you really need to have focus. And that's really in any business you want to run. If you want to start any company, you've got to focus on what your core business is and and nail that, right? Become great at that before you start expanding out. So you can do both. We do both, but but we're better wholesalers. We do more of it, right? We it's hard to, like Mike said, chase two rabbits. In the beginning, it's next to impossible. Just like Mike said, the focus thing on the long-term goal is really what we're talking about. And we're not talking about the hobbyist investors because yeah, like in the very beginning, we said anyone can yeah do a few deals of each and one of this and that while they're working a part-time job. And you know, it's just kind of extra thing. But if you want to build a successful business, I would say it's nearly impossible to do both of them, right? Justin Williams has over a hundred flips a year and he's a small portion of it wholesaling. Andy McFarland does a ton of wholesales a year. I think 200, I think is what is on target for this year. And he does a small number of flips. Same thing with us. We do a small number of wholesales or flips, but that's not our primary business. We try to wholesale everything. And then if there's money being left on the table, that's when we consider it as a alternative. And even then only if it's a very light rehab, the same thing with flippers. If you get a lot of deals and then you just can't manage it, you can maybe wholesale the excess here and there, but that's not your primary business model. And when you're focusing on building your business and you're setting down to see what's the most impactful item I'm doing today, it should be building what your core business is, not how to ancillary make more on the side. Because if you can build a jet stream for one or the other, that's where you make all your money. And then the other stuff is just how to catch a little bit more of that cash that's falling off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, there is a difference, guys. And, and, and maybe we've kind of upset your idea of what a wholesaler is and what a house flipper is. But I'm just telling you, I'm looking at this and Mike and I are looking at this from knowing a lot of people on both sides of the fence. And uh, it just it, it is what it is. Right. You can argue and you can and you cannot like it. But there are differences in the models, especially at an advanced level, right? And and if you're not in an advanced level, that's fine. Don't think I'm not talking to you because hopefully you don't start a business with the idea of never being successful. So if you want to be at some point, you know, whatever success is to you, maybe that's three deals a month, whatever it is, but whatever success is to you, at some point, 
your business is going to look very different than a flipper's business if you're a wholesaler and then vice versa if you're a flipper, right? So just understand there's a difference, guys, and and go at this with kind of, uh, you know, your eyes wide open about what it takes and what the differences are. And don't kid yourself thinking you can be all things to all people in this business. You, it's very hard to be a landlord, a flipper, and a wholesaler from the beginning successfully, right? You can be all of those things eventually, but you, you really need to focus on, on what your core business is, become great at that, and then expand out after that. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a quote junkie. And one that I really like is, you know, if you don't know where you're going, any road can take you there. So figure out where you want to go and take the appropriate path. Yeah, totally. We should have a show where we just like say quotes about, yeah, about the business, bomb. right? Yeah. Just, just <laughs> quote bomb the whole thing. It'll be awesome. Um, yeah. All right. Cool, man. Well, listen, we're going to we're going to do more of these. Like I said, we're going to kind of break down our business and break down the industry as much as is as, as we can going forward a couple times a month. I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm looking forward to getting back to this. Uh, like I said, Mike and I have a lot going on right now, right? We're building our business. We've got big goals. We're going to talk about those goals, explain why we pick those goals and maybe how we're going to get there to, uh, to an extent. And uh, also, Mike and I are, are coaching people. We're talking to beginners and, and kind of helping them get their business to the next level. So I won't go deeply into that right now, but if you're interested in 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 coaching or just want to talk to us about what that even means or, or what it takes or what you know what you can expect, uh, shoot me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com and uh, I'll get back to you. No uh, no big deal, no obligation. Obviously, if you just want to chat about it, I'm more than happy to do that, and uh, hopefully we can help you get to your goals in 2007 because 2016 is gone, guys. If you had goals this year and you didn't reach them, uh, unless you're real close, you didn't make it. So next year is a whole new year. Let's start it off right. January 1st, get the ball rolling, and uh, let's make this make it a great year. We're going to make it a great year, and we're looking forward to helping people. People do the same thing. Yeah. Looking forward to talking with more people more often, more regularly this year. Absolutely, man. All right, guys. Until next time, this is Mike Simmons and Mike Cowper. See ya. All right. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I think you did. I know that I really enjoyed presenting it to you and I really enjoyed giving you this content and I hopefully it's something that you can take something from, right? That's the whole idea here. If you can take one concept, one idea, one strategy, one thing that you heard and apply it to your business to make it better, then I will consider what I've done here a success. Now to that end, I do want to talk to you for a moment. I've kind of alluded to it in this episode and, and past episodes. I can tell you this, guys. Uh, I used to be a little bit anti-coaching, a little bit anti-education. And part of it's because there's a lot of really kind of cheesy educators out there that really don't deliver any any real great uh, uh, material or advice or direction. And maybe they haven't even been doing real estate in a number of years, right? They're just sort of like recycling techniques that they were been talking about for decades. But I will tell you, I have completely changed my philosophy. It wasn't that I didn't think education was important, but I just thought, eh, I can I can do it without it. I don't need anybody's help. I can figure it out on my own. And I can tell you after about four or five years of struggling and trying to figure things out and just not being able to do that, once I decided to invest my time and my money in education, Everything changed for me, and I'm telling you, everything changed for me. Uh, the business skyrocketed, right? They talk about the hockey stick effect, right? When you're looking at a graph and it's like it goes up like a hockey stick, 
That's exactly what my business did. And it made me understand fully and finally that what I was lacking in my business is education. And guys, I really want to be there for you when it comes to education. Hopefully, this podcast is delivering some good education to you. Uh, but sometimes you need a little bit more. Sometimes you need a little bit more direct you know, coaching and someone to kind of come in and look at your business specifically and not give you generalities or just kind of general concepts, which let's be let's face it, free information has to be sort of general because we're not working one on one. Right. So this podcast, I can't give everybody listening specific guidance on their business on the podcast because it just wouldn't apply to everyone necessarily. Right. So what I would like to propose and what I'd like to make available is coaching one-on-one -on -one coaching for you, right? That may take on various forms and, and you may be in different places, right? So the best thing that I can do for you is allow you to schedule time with me to talk about your business, just a free consultation, right? 15, 20 minutes maybe. Talk about your business and find out if there's some way or some thing that's missing in terms of maybe coaching or maybe it's just a little concept or some little thing that you can tweak but oftentimes coaching and, and higher education is the way to go. And I know it was for me and I resisted it for years because I just didn't. I was honestly, I was being cheap and I, and I was kind of thinking I could just do it on my own. I realized I couldn't. I got the help that I needed. And wow, I'm telling you, the difference is is phenomenal. I mean, hockey stick effect times times 10. So. What I'd like to do, if you go to my website and and click on the left hand side there, there's a banner that says, talk to me about coaching and there's no obligation. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, force you into anything, but I'd like to have a chance to talk to you one on one and see if education makes sense for you. And if there's something I can do to help you or some good fit that we can that we can come up with. I'd like to do that, guys, because I really want to see you succeed. The podcast is awesome, and I think it gives you some little tips and things that you can take away. But if you really want to take your business to the next level and you don't want to wait years and years and years and do trial and error and make your mistakes and all that, if you want to bypass a lot of that and really turbocharge things, go to my website, click on that banner that says talk to me about education, and uh, I'll hop on the phone with you for a few minutes and we'll talk about it and see if anything makes sense, guys. So. For now, that's it for, for this episode, but go out there and really take life by the horns and just, just take your business on and, and just kill it in 2017, guys. Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. <laughs>